are back with another Morning Roast edition of the Black Widow Cream Podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real First World. This is my co-host, David Malave, and this is episode 204. And we got a great topic today. It is called... How to Become a Full-Time Music Producer featuring Sarah the Instrumentalist. Sarah is a music producer and entrepreneur who has created a full-time living making beats and instrumentals. She has created multiple revenue streams and is really paving a dope path that aspiring music producers can follow. A lot of music producers might think that the only way to make a full-time living making music is to produce hit records for major artists, but we wanted to bring in Sarah to interview her on how she's been able to crush it with so many different lanes and, and opportunities that she's made for herself. Yeah, she's really crushing it on, in, in so many ways. She has her own YouTube channel, she creates content for Instagram, she makes courses, she's even built her own lifestyle brand. And on top of that, she's creating music for platforms like Epidemic Sound, while also still making her own personal music and releasing on Apple and Spotify and other streaming platforms like that. On Spotify alone, since 2018, she's had 45 million streams. And she, her music's been featured in playlists in Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, YouTube Music, and more. That's crazy. Another dope stat about it is that her music has been used in 70,000 YouTube videos with over 2 billion views total. That's ridiculous. Uh, including features and videos with Will Smith, PewDiePie, Khloe Kardashian, and, and tons more. She works as a producer for Zane Lowe's Beats One Radio Show. Sarah is a legend, and this interview provides a great blueprint for aspiring music producers to build a flourishing career outside of working for artists. We're excited for you to hear it, but if this is your first time tuning to the podcast, you are probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. Now, without further ado, I bring to you the second most epic podcast intro ever created. Right? Motherfucking now! Ladies and gentlemen, we have Sarah, the instrumentalist. Sarah, how you doing? Doing amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Where, how where, are you doing? We're great. Where are you calling from? You're in Venice. Uh yes, uh, Venice, Los Angeles, California. Yo, we're jealous, jealous of that beach life you got over there. We're we're over in East Hollywood. <laughs> oh man, I, I I was living in Hollywood for a second. Yeah, so you know the vibes. And... <laughs> we 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 crave beach beach days on Sunday, so we're always hauling down there. But um, yo, so yeah. we're we're excited that we got to do this. Shout out to Epidemic because they looped us in together. Uh, I know you've been making music with them, but I would love if you could give kind of the audience like a rundown on who you are as a creator. Uh, as a creator. Um... That's just what I do. I just create whatever I feel. Um, most people know me for making uh, or composing instrumentals. Uh, like you said, for Epidemic Sound, I create uh, royalty-free beats for content creators like YouTubers, commercials, TV shows, video games. Um, and I also just create my own music, whatever I like. So beat tapes, um, 
And, you know, with my music journey, it when I first started creating music, I um, started to document my story. So I'm, I have my story all on YouTube. I post videos probably once a week, at least once a week. And um been doing that maybe for like maybe three or four years now. And um, that led up to me creating my own brand, uh, No Quantize. So I have my own business where it's a, a producer lifestyle brand that pretty much focuses on um, a few things that I actually wanted as a, a as a customer. I noticed when I would go shopping for t-shirts that there wasn't any like music producer type clothing that would maybe have like a beat machine on it or a vinyl or cassette tape or something cool that has to do with like music. Um, it was really hard for me to find stuff like that. So I kind of just decided to make it myself. So it's like a, a, a lifestyle clothing brand mixed with um, giving uh, sound packs to producers. So I create sounds for producers to use in their own beats. They're royalty free. And I recently came out with my own course. So now I'm an instructor <laughs> sure. and I, um, I um, created my own machine course. Uh, the Native Instruments Machina, and it's mainly because when I first started, I was frustrated using it, so I, I kind of just wanted to create a guide that I would have wanted to have when I started making beats, so I created that for my audience, and that's been been amazing, so, you know, um, on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> um, I actually um, produce uh, and help the, the Zane Lowe show on Beats One Apple Music. Yeah, so that's on a daily basis, <laughs> I don't even know how I'm doing all this stuff, but that's what I do Monday through Friday because he has a live show uh, every single day at nine o'clock uh, for two hours. So we um, we knock that out. We have a lot of fun. We do it from home now because of quarantine, but. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I do. God damn. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> God damn. And uh, man, so when, since me and Ben have been turned on to your work, what uh, we admire so much is, I mean, I almost want to call you like a music entrepreneur because Thank of you. all of the avenues that you've been able to create. And you just ran through them all, but just having multiple res- revenue streams and just for our, our listeners, our listeners are, you know, mostly people who, uh, you know, they work or people who aspire to work in music. And if there are any music producers that are listening, you know, they might think that the only way that they can go and have a successful career is to produce music for artists and, and try to get right. hit songs, right? And here you right. are who you've created so many avenues for yourself to create a full-time career, a brand for yourself. Um, all And you, you, you'll tell us later, but you said you're, you have plans to make music in the future with vocalists. But, um, right. but I think what we would love to start, well, for you, did you, went, like getting started in making music, I know I've seen you say that, you know, you made music on, on your break from work and mm-hmm. 15 minute breaks from work, but did you ever see yourself going this path or did you ever consider making music in the, in the traditional music route? No, I, as you're talking about this, all this stuff was not planned because it was, it was it's kind of like kind of planned, but it wasn't, I didn't really know. Um, you know, when I was growing up, um, I was a huge fan of Motown Records. So my goal was to go to college to become a music entrepreneur. So I I looked up to Barry Gordy or Puff Daddy or, you know, anyone that had their own, not just, they're not just making music, they're actually helping other artists uh, spread their message. And, you know, I went to school for um, business at St. John's University in New York City. And I interned at a bunch of uh, places like a marketing place, then like a recording studio for two years. And then I worked at like um, MTV and VH1 and production, like with TV shows. So like, I was just kind of getting my, I just wanted to get 
experience in the entertainment industry, but not really knowing exactly what to do. But I was uh, learning. So um, when I graduated from college and I came back home to North Carolina, um, I didn't really know what to do. Like I was kind of stuck. I wasn't motivated and I was kind of really depressed. And honestly, music kind of saved my life. There was this point where I listened to a K. Trinata song and I was like, oh, I'm inspired. I want to create instrumentals. And then when I was learning about him, I learned about Jay Dilla. And um, Jay Dilla is such a huge important part of my life because at this time I was actually very sick and Jay Dilla if you know his story he was sick he actually died in the in the hospital making beats and um because I was sick it kind of motivated me to create like try to not be so down about what I was going through so it kind of that was my motivation that's what kind of got me through life is making beats and and I remember I just like oh I want to create my own beat tape and and just release music and I remember the first time that happened it, it um I got reached out by Epidemic Sound and they told me hey you know you can get you know you can get paid to make instrumentals um and I never even knew this <laughs> even existed I but um I had a another friend that was a YouTuber that uses my beats in her YouTube channel and she told me when she um, looks for music for her YouTube channel, she goes to Epidemic Sounds Library. And if she can't find anything that she wants, she goes to me. And she's like, it, it would just make sense if you were actually in their catalog getting paid to do what you do. And it kind of just just aligned with each other. It aligned with what I was passionate about. And then the money just kind of came or the opportunity started to come on its own. It wasn't really a plan. And then eventually everything that I was doing in my past started to make sense. Like, mm. cause I went to New York City by myself in college, knowing that I wanted to work in the music industry, but not knowing what that meant, you know? So um, now, you know, you could kind of see, or I appreciate going to college and getting that experience because now as a producer, I'm not just a music producer, I'm, I'm a business person. I'm able to, you know, do the other stuff like, you know, bookkeeping or, you know, keeping up with all these other logistics behind the scenes that maybe most producers don't know anything about. So it's really crazy how, like, I didn't know, but I kind of knew. And I also never knew I wanted to be a producer. I never accepted it until maybe just a couple of years ago. And ever since I started saying I'm a music producer, things started to just start to happen for me. So Well, I like that. I like that. For I mean, I don't like that you were in a dark place at one point in time. But with that, it created this. You used music as an outlet for you to express right. yourself and just to take your mind off of whatever you're going through. Right. And through that your your homie starts hearing that you have this music they're using that and you're able to parlay that into like all right cool you need music for your youtube channel i'm having a blast making this shit you know what i mean i get right. to experiment i get to make stuff see if it works you put it in your videos if people like the music that's cool we keep making it and and that's kind of like the beginning of your discovery in that in that avenue which is cool because you weren't really like setting out to like charge people right away and you're like i make music for youtube i need to charge right. you for uh right. this clearance or whatever um right. it just kind of happened for you but it is it is really cool to see how it's grown for you and, and the stats that you've been you're able to put up on the board now are through the roof especially after collaborating like with epidemic and when they told us about you it was inspiring because here's this person who you know went through it who used to make music while working at what was a retail yeah at the apple store at the fucking <laughs> apple store so you're just like making music were you using max during the breaks to make music 
I was using my own equipment. I wasn't uh, using their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just to yeah. be able to, to to jump on that and focus on that during your time there, and to, for it to develop into something where so many people have discovered your music through this. And so, I guess for us, it's it's cool to see that and it's inspiring. But I think it's also it should be an eye opener for a lot of creators out there who think there's only one opportunity to make money. I, I mean, I right. I personally have so many friends. And I grew up in music too. And so all my producer friends that would make amazing records, like all kinds of records, uh, when it didn't click for us to write records for a superstar artist, it just seemed like kind of that was the end of the road, right? And, right. and I've seen a lot of my friends go on to just do regular shit because they're like, well, there's, it didn't work. You know what I mean? And, and I hate right. that for people. And I don't think people realize platforms like epidemic or uploading your music to spotify and, and utilizing those outlets uh can grow yourself as a, a creative you know what i mean which is so right. cool so i would love to hear from you like for tips for people that are listening could you describe some of the different uh streams of revenue that you've been able to build for yourself with your music before i answer that i want to also mention that at this time where um i was making music for my friend for youtube a lot of rappers or artists would reach out to me to ask to use my beats as well. And I kind of felt weird about it because it was like my baby. And then I was going to give my baby to the stranger. And then, and I'm also very sensitive about what people say and like words in general. Like uh, I really am passionate about like words or spells and like you have to be careful about what you say and like the energy. So a lot of rap songs specifically now in our generation are very positive so like i don't like a lot of what people are saying so i didn't want a lot of people on my music so i hesitated like with that confliction of like should i like i love just making instrumentals why why does it why am i the only person that is okay with not having an artist on my song right, right now and then uh, i remember i wanted to make a video that said um why i don't make beats for rappers and this is i wanted to make this before i got uh, signed to Epidemic and it was just like me explaining like it's okay to like want to make instrumentals and then at the same time I got signed so it kind of made sense and to share that message with everyone like hey it's okay to do it plus it worked out for me yeah. and and it's okay to just stick to what you want to do and not like follow the trend because I don't follow the trend I really just do what I actually enjoy doing and it worked for me so I just wanted to mention that nah, but, that's uh, awesome that's super yeah. cool yeah yeah, but um, as far as, like, the different uh, streams of revenue, um, like I said, I work for Beats 1 uh, right now. Um, are you making music for Beats? Like, are you making music for the show, or what are you doing with uh, Zane Love? I'm, I'm helping produce the show, which means I'm coordinating and managing the behind-the-scenes, which means I'm helping him with um, artist interviews, like prepping him, getting him uh, prepared for the show, like having the music ready, make sure everything's clean because we have to broadcast in over 100 countries and some countries don't like, you know, certain languages. So we have to make sure everything is just appropriate. And um, he has a live show every day and, and it's two hours long. It's from 9 a.m. Um, LA time and we're producing it live. So like it's, it's literally him DJing uh, brand new music that comes out every day. So every day we have um, just a bunch of new music that, you know, the world is just listening to for the first time. We, we actually may be the first people to, to hear music that hasn't even came out and get to premiere to the world. So, um, you know, it's really just cool. really cool just to, to be a part of that show. And that's, that's what I do behind the scenes, like organizing a lot of um, 
a, a lot of the boring stuff, <laughs> honestly. But it's it's cool. The show is really fun, and I love uh, supporting him and his team. So um, that's what I what I do. I'm not um, necessarily per, like um, editing the show or like actually uh, making music for him per se. But he, I try to keep that separate. Mm-hmm. Like my um pro, like my music production, like separate from radio production. Um, I don't like the conflict of interest um, because if I was to kind of like be that person and be like, hey, make sure you guys listen to my music and put it on the show. Right. (laughs) You know, it's kind of just weird. So I don't, you know, I keep it separate. But um, Zayn is a huge supporter of my music and he always talks about it. And I'm like, shh. (laughs) That that, that must be amazing because, I mean, you know, for people who know Zayn, he's such a music purist and the energy he has for music is honestly infectious like when you listen to the show so just being in that energy and being there around a person like him and being involved and seeing and you know the, the world premiere releases that you're getting to at least produce like that energy has to carry over i feel like to your daily life right it's amazing today like this week has been like emotional for me i've had a hard week but when i get on the show like it, it's just nothing but fun and laughter and just good spirits and it's something i i, I look forward to and I, I I am kind of sad that we we're not able to go to the studio like we were um, because it was so much fun being able, you know, when you wake up early in the morning, sometimes you're like, ugh, like, ugh, I have to wake up. But like with this experience, it was nice because I would wake up and it's a party. Like we're literally having a party 9 a.m. in the morning. Right. And, and then literally an artist will come in every day, a different artist. Uh, sometimes it'll be a whole room full of artists, depending on the show. And it's really nice to kind of interact with them and, and kind of to kind of see a different side of, you know, the industry. Because, you know, I'm an artist myself, a producer, and it's really nice to actually get outside of my world and visit someone else's world and also get to be exposed to music that I've never heard to right. or heard, you know. so Yeah, it's like great education for, for you to be continued learning without having to continue to go to college. You know what I mean? This is right. probably the best college you can get. So, for, and, so, so oh, sorry, what were we going to say? No, and just also just a great experience doing something else in creation, like not just, you know, saturating myself in just music production. I'm also learning about, you know, radio or even podcasts that that it's really just something new. And um, it could also lead to other streams of revenue in the future because I'm learning a different skill than just producing beats. Yeah, of course. You know, and, so. and, your, and your background, like you said, you're coming up and your, your in- different internships you've got and all that stuff, you just such a well-rounded uh person it seems like and i honestly think that this is something interesting to delve into i'm curious to your perspective but like for a music producer right like I'm, I'm sure aspiring music producer i'm thinking like i need to be making beats every single day that's all i'm doing i'm making music and i think that's definitely valuable for the practice mm-hmm. of just like you know the ten thousand hours but can you delve into like the importance of having that having that outside entrepreneurial well-rounded like being able to talk to people being able to reach out network understanding the business side, understanding different things, because I feel like that really is what's going to take you past just being someone who makes music, which, of course, that's a lot in its own, but having that that one-two punch, I feel like, is important. Yeah, there's a lot of people that make amazing beats, but no one knows it because they're not, you know, sharing it. They're, They're just making it and posting it, but they're not putting it on social media. They're not making videos, visuals. Um, I think it's just super important to... To, to, to be a, um, a a user or a customer and try to figure out what you like and what you would like to see. Like, oh man, 
Uh, if you see something that inspired you, like some content that you saw, like it's okay to be inspired by it and try to figure out how you can even create it for yourself. So just being aware of other people that influence you and kind of using some of their ideas, but doing it on your in your own way. And um, also just being okay with, you know, being educated and learning from others, you know, YouTube, uh, going to school, you know, just reading a book. Um, and it's just it's just more than more important just is music first and then the business right both of them are really important so you um it, it's important you can make great them both you, yeah you know both you, you do, do need them both yeah i i so, I, yeah. I think it's cool to to kind of circle like how you were talking about being able to you can sit there in your room and make music all day long but no one's going to hear about that right so like for you right. making music and getting the chance to expose that music through a youtube channel was like step number one for you and you just continue mm -hmm. to put out your own music just to whoever might listen and for right. for epidemic finding you i think it was like an ann art epidemic heard your music mm -hmm. and was the one that reached out like yo we could you like collaborate right. with us so could you explain kind of like how all that came to be and like what how much energy you started putting into that because when we go to Epidemic, you're, if you search your name in there, there's a ton of songs. Like, you have so many options, and they're all fire. <laughs> like, Thank they're you. all great. And I know that they've been used. The stats of, like, how often they've been used uh, is through the roof. 70,000 YouTube videos with over, like, 2 billion views is what Epidemic told us that your music's wow. hit. Like, that's a, that's, crazy. that's a crazy scoreboard stat right there. So I would love to hear about, like utilizing and obviously like epidemics working with us but for people listening it's like important to realize the value of being able to collaborate with brands like that and get your music exposed because that i'm sure created a lot of open like opened a lot of doors for you beyond just epidemics doors uh into the world of you know different artists using your stuff celebrities using your work like etc i would love to hear more about it um What's the question? Yeah, sorry, I talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> Epidemic, you you know, getting the experience to work with them, I'd love to hear about your experience working with them and gotcha. how, that, how that kind of helped your career growth. It's been amazing. Um, I Like I said before, I was just creating things for fun. And I think when you have a passion for something and there is opportunity, it's just going to, it just fits well together. So I think our partnership is specifically just amazing because not only am I a music producer that creates royalty-free based music, I am a YouTuber as well. And a lot of these people that use Epidemic's music are YouTubers. And I understand how important it is to have good music with your content. So when I when this opportunity came, it's easy because I created my own music for my YouTube channel. So um, it's really awesome to... It was honestly a goal of mine. Like, man, I, I, I remember when Will Smith came out with his YouTube channel... And I was like, wow, his beats are, are pretty dope. Where's he getting these from? Like, and then kind of being frustrated, like, oh, I should be, I should be the one. <laughs> my my beat should be in his video. And then, um, literally, when I, um, you know, I talked with the A and R epidemic, we built a relationship. I finally got some music. I gave them some music, and literally the first day that it was in the library, I went on YouTube on my. Um, on my phone after I got the shower. First video that popped up was Will Smith talking about like bungee jumping because he was turning 50. And I hit the button and then it was my song. And I was tripping because I'm like, wait, did I did I press play on my computer somewhere right. in the right. room? I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. The song is, it's, that's my song <laughs> in a Will Smith video and it's cool. And then it, it kept happening. Like all, like my songs kept showing up, not only in just his videos, but 
other people that I actually watch and I genuinely will till this day will watch a YouTube video and be a you know consumer of this content genuinely and then my song will pop up I'm like wow I'm a part of this video <laughs> that's pretty dope and I just think to me that was really one of my biggest goals and everything else is really extra like because people watch their videos people want to know the song so they'll shazam it and then they'll listen to it on Spotify or Apple Music and I'll get these messages from people that are always hitting me up every day like hey I just discovered you I can't believe it you know um give me all these amazing this amazing love and you know inspire me to continue to just do my thing and not only does it it gives me love but it also you know helps you know pay some of the bills in the house so I've I've been able to like you said just create multiple incomes um you know besides beats it's um, you know, creating music, um, well, besides Beats 1, is creating my own music, uh, composing through Epidemic, um, having my own business, the No Quantize. Um, You're probably getting royalties sound. from having your music on, like, Spotify and Apple Music yes. and stuff like that, too, right? Right. So I'll get, like, a royalties check, you know, every three months or something like that, and also get paid for the music that I'm creating as well as um, one of the biggest resources are that I actually recommend for people that has been super helpful for me is creating a course that creating the course I really should have done it a long time ago <laughs> right um, because it, it is a huge it's a huge value for people that are looking to learn what you do um, but it's also a, a huge um, way to earn passive income if you put the time and effort into it up front right um that's one of the biggest revenues that i have right now and that's awesome i only have one course and i have so many topics that i could create on you know things that i i love and um super grateful for that so you need, you need more hours in a day i do i <laughs> need two all? of me i wish i had two of yeah, me hell yeah so do i <laughs> i want to go back to the uh to the you know getting featured by will smith because i'll read a list off of people that have featured you but will smith pewdiepie chloe kardashian uh gq vogue and faze rug which is a, a gamer and man that's, that, crazy. that's crazy right and i feel like yeah back when when you were talking about uh not wanting to put rappers on your beats like what i can tell from your energy and what's cool that people might not realize when you're getting a song on epidemic is like you, there's an artist and that beat is not a, just a soundtrack. It's like a piece of art, right? And it means something. So to see your video, I mean, excuse me, to see your track on someone's video and it providing the value to that piece and providing right. the energy or the meaning to that piece, that's fulfilling in, the, in, a, in a way that, you know, someone might not realize is fulfilling. You make music for that purpose, right? And like, right. I think that's really cool. And when you're creating your beats, right? And you're, you're imagining a YouTuber using it or something like, are you... Do you have in mind like the end product of where this this thing might end up, and is, does that affect your creative process, or how do you how do you think about that, knowing that you know the next big person might use your beat in their video? Honestly, um, when I make music, I don't really think about any of that. I just kind of just try to find something that sounds pretty and just start making things. I try not to think too much about where it's gonna go. Sometimes some of the it's crazy because sometimes. You know, I have a deadline sometimes, and the beats that I make at the very end of my deadline um, will be the best songs that I'll create. And I'm like, wow, it took me 
it took some pressure, but only five minutes to make this. But I really think this is gonna go somewhere. So, so I've sometimes and it may it may not. So, but it's just I don't really think about it too much. I just create, and if something good comes out of it, it does. But right. I think I I think for me, I I know I have a good ear for certain things, and I try to think of it when I make a beat. Would I listen to this every day? And if I can't, if I can't get with it, then it's not gonna just it's not gonna get released at all. So mm-hmm. all my stuff, I feel like it's confident where I know I enjoy listening to it. So if I enjoy listening to it, it's just a bonus that other people would listen to it and maybe even use it in their content. Um, but I never really think, you know, well, I hope Will Smith likes this song <laughs> that I'm making because even right now I'm creating more fast paced dance music or just uplifting um music less like slower lo-fi music um or slower hip-hop music i'm like mainly dance music you know um and i have no idea how that's going to go you know on with videos you know especially right now so uh, i hope that it it does well but i enjoy it a lot because i'm i'm growing and i'm creating new a different sound for myself so that that's awesome that you're following that and it's cool it's that's probably the best way to create because you're not worried it's like if it's if it vibes for you and you that's your like it fulfills you as an artist and that's gonna you know portray when someone takes it because i know i just want to read this line because we thought it was so awesome because you're it's it's cool that you're transitioning but you got the illest description of your music on your website it says sarah creates soulful lo-fi boom bap hip-hop beats with the dusty jazz spaceship vibe and that's just the the illest, the illest genre description of all time. But I think now, I made that up. I was like, dance. what could I call myself? <laughs> Dusty. All of these things. Spaceship. Is, is it, I, I'm curious too, like when, when, you know, you're picking your music, you have all these different platforms of where you're kind of releasing music, right? And so like, say you want to put a, a tape together that you put out on like Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, et cetera, and then mm-hmm. submitting music to platforms like Epidemic. What is, how do you decide like what music goes where and, and, and then also, does like Epidemic give you analytics of how songs perform? And then does that kind of help you understand like, oh, I kind of want to write more music like that because that seems to be like what people are looking for. Or do you just kind of guess? Um, well, as far as um, you said two questions, what was the first one? Uh, shit, I got dysnomia. What's the, what was my <laughs> first question? <laughs> the first question is, how do you choose which music goes where? So you might want to put gotcha. you know, a beat yes. tape somewhere or right. let's go. So with Epidemic Sounds or any other like royalty-free company I may be working for, it's the music has to be royalty-free so I can't sample, uh, you know, vinyl or something from YouTube or Netflix or something like that. Um so for the most part, I'm either creating from scratch, which means I could be using like a keyboard and just using chord progressions and just, or I could be using a sound pack that has one shots. Um, so I can create my own sound without, you know, cause if we're using like something like loops, someone else could use that and it, and then their song kind of sounds sim- similar to mine. So I have to, I'm only for the epidemic, I'm, I'm limited to using like certain things because it's royalty free. Right. So I can't, they have to make sure that that music doesn't get flagged on other people's, you know, YouTube channel or um, in any other type of way. So when it, when it comes to like creating music where I really just don't care, like when I just, I'll just sample anything. I'll go to the record shop or I'll go to YouTube or, you know, if I find like a really cool voice clip from like a Netflix show, I'll grab it and that'll be like on a beat tape. And if it's, 
truly something I can't like clear because you know some things you can get clear through like Tracklib. That's a website where you could um, download samples and uh, legally clear the samples, so you can actually uh, you know chop them up. Uh, but That's if there's dope. something where I can't get cleared, I would just put it on SoundCloud or you know Bandcamp or something like that. But if it's something where I you know it's from scratch. Uh, it may go to epidemic if it, it may be something I release. Just depends, but um, so do you email it to them or, or like what what is your submission process? I guess like are they kind of like letting you have free control of like yeah whatever you think works like we we'll put it on the platform. Well, right now they're pretty. We have a really good relationship. They're they're wanting me to kind of just develop into some anything I want to do because I think they they kind of just told me at first to make just lo-fi beats and then they kind of told me certain certain times to make slow or um like sleepy like a type like a theme it depends on what's going on because they they request certain things it could be like we need some um Christmas lo-fi beats right. so we need you to create this um so it it finally well eventually became to a point where they sat me down and were like hey um you know, we want to see if you can, if you're willing to just do your thing and create what you want. And I kind of told them like, I've been wanting to make dance music. Um, so that's what I have been doing recently. And as far as the submission process, they have a website where you submit the, the music. There's um, Epidemic has their own uh, engineers or producers where they review the music and they give me tips on how to mix it correctly so really simple stuff like making sure the volume of the bass isn't too loud or you know adding an eq to um the kick um, making sure it's in the right range and then uh they take the rest of the they take the track and the stems and they master it for us and then it gets put into the library and then eventually we set a date for it to be in streaming services and it's pretty cool because um, not only does my, you know, I'm not just selling my music for them to have in their their library for people to use in YouTube videos. It gets released on streaming services. And I also have, I get the, the ability to work with their artists and kind of tell them exactly what I would like for like the artwork. And we're also now working on a music video, which is really cool. So I'm really excited about just kind of expanding the content with Epidemic. Um, but yeah, that's really that's tight. Good. It's it's cool how much they you know you developed a relationship with them where they can trust you as an artist and give you like the opportunity to like continue to flourish in that role and create more, you know, right. leg room for yourself to to make more than just what you were originally doing, which is which is awesome. Yo, yeah, because when you when you're making a bunch of beats like the same type, it kind of starts to sound the same. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like, all right, well, I want to change it up a little, you know, add because you know certain genre sounds or lo-fi has a certain sound but if it's it's only a certain amount of sounds you can use <laughs> so it's, sometimes you just have to you know flex out and do some other stuff so i've been wanting to do that and i'm grateful that they you know have accepted me to do that how, so. how has moving you know towards the ocean and being in socal how's that helped or changed the way you make music do you feel like the vibe is ever different for you or do you feel like you make music the exact same way because i'm curious on relocating can I don't know, change people's vibes entirely. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. My um I have an album that's gonna come out, it's called No Traffic in LA. And this is kinda when the um quarant like the whole lockdown happened and there's literally no traffic in LA and it's just so weird and it just kinda like when it, at this time it made me want to create more uplifting songs because of the situations that we're in. 
you know, I wanted to make songs that you can dance to and kind of forget about what's going on. So being out here where I have the privilege of being in lockdown, but in a really nice place is um, definitely has, it changed my perception because, you know, back at home in North Carolina, it's home, it's different, it's not the same. I do appreciate being out here. And um, yeah, it's definitely, it definitely is a a vibe. So my music definitely has definitely a Cali wave. Yeah, I'm sure it does. So I, I so if you're if we're thinking about someone who's listening to this, maybe it's a you know, a a, a, a young girl producer or, or a guy producer who's they're, they're in their rooms and they know they have something with producing, but they're not they can't figure out like where how to go about it like what's the game plan, like how do mm-hmm. where do I start, um, to actually be able to say like I make I'm a full time music producer I make music right. for a living. And, you know, this whole episode was about how, you know, people's perception of what that even means hopefully is opened up a ton by listening to you. Uh, But like what do you have any advice that you would give for someone like that just getting started, like what avenues they could take to 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 start building that? Um, I would definitely use what we have. Like um, I haven't even grasped TikTok yet. And that's a huge opportunity. I think you have to use what you have if you're creating music and it hasn't been you don't have a YouTube channel or you're not breaking down like what you're doing on like Instagram or TikTok, that's definitely a huge opportunity to use what you have. It's, it's so obvious, but if you actually are consistent, you, you'll build a fan base. There's a lot of people that like watching other people. So um, if you're creating content, at first it, it may not be as good, but it's okay. Like you're going to get better. Like, so don't give up. Just make sure that you're consistent. Because I remember just having the drive to make videos and music and now here I am I I totally didn't expect for any of this to happen so create a YouTube channel uh create you know don't just create Instagram just to post stuff but like actually create content that's valuable and um just reach out to the community that you're working in like don't just always expect people to give to you always you have to give as well so you know talk to people like comment on if someone follows you, like, say thank you, you know, each person is super important. Make sure that you let them know that you're, that they're valuable to your journey. And, you know, go to forums, go to Reddit, go to Facebook community groups, talk to the people that are in your community so they can support you. Um, Let your family know, let your friends know, because you may assume that they know, but they don't, they're not, they're not, subscribed (laughs) you know so send them the video like you know go ahead and drown them with stuff because it's so funny how at first some people don't support you but once you start getting a group they're the biggest supporter you know but you know just like you have to just force people to 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 get on your way but also just do your own thing like figure out what works best for you try not to copy as much it's good to be inspired but like you know do what you want to do right. and and have fun. Like, that's just the most important thing. Everyone can generally, I hear all the time, like, they can see me have fun, like, when I'm making music and, you know, um, and I think that's really one thing that I, I love is just I love what I'm doing. So if you're loving what you're doing, the opportunities will come. You just have to just, sometimes you may not know what that is, and I'm telling you now, I, I didn't know, um, but I just knew that I, I love music. Uh, I wanted to be in the music industry. I had no idea I would be making the music. I thought I would just be like a 
a business manager or, you know, a record label uh, owner, which I, I am and I intend. That's why I said I want to work for vocalists, want to be able to create or help other artists, you know, do their own thing. Um it's amazing. So it's just a it's just a journey, you know. So just take one step at a time. If you if you didn't have TikTok this week, make a TikTok this week. And right. then next week, if you're um you had a TikTok, make another video, you know, make make a schedule. Do something every Wednesday on TikTok, every Sunday on YouTube, every Friday on Instagram, you know, get your audience uh to support you. No, oh, that's amazing. Yo, congrats on this climb, because it's not easy and it does take a while to develop that shit, but it's cool to see how it's worked out for you and it just sounds like it's going like straight up you know what i mean so that's really cool we appreciate you coming on here and sharing this info i feel like this is awesome right yeah i had a great time it was it was thank awesome. you i appreciate it i hope, I I hope this helps people uh yeah i just i love this just one more thing on what you were saying like uh you know trying to get people to be on your wave and i feel like you know you create you create your own wave and like when you're really like when you're really excited about that and you're really inspired about what you're doing people start riding with you and right. when it comes to the social media stuff, it's like, you know, if you're a producer, you make music or any creator really like, and you're scared to start putting yourself out there, start creating content and building a brand around yourself because of people looking at you a certain way. Like you have to like speaking that into existence and putting that energy out there that I am a music producer and this is what I do. Right. And this is the content I make. That's when you create the way for yourself, I feel like. Right, and exactly. When you own it, when you start saying it, cause when you say it, then, People are like, well, where's your stuff at? And you're like, yeah. you better come with it. You be like, here's my stuff. And right. then when you keep making stuff, it's just gonna get better because you, you just want you're you're a music producer or a content creator. Right, you know? that's a fact. You gotta act like it. Cool, yo. So if uh, anyone listening, if they can follow along with your journey, where do you want them to go? Uh, you guys could follow me on any social media platform at Sarah the number two in ill Sarah to ill and. Um, as well as check out noquantize.com. If you guys want to get any beat maker or producer merch, check out some very affordable sound packs as well as my machine course. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Fire. We'll link to it. And obviously, if you're using Epidemic, if you're yeah, not if you're by now, creator, you're crazy. Go grab yeah, some of those beats. Go grab some of those beats because she's got bangers. We're going to be <laughs> dancing to that, that new shit soon. <laughs> yes, yes. I can't wait. I really can't wait for this new stuff to come out. So yeah, excited. we're excited for it. Cool. All right, we appreciate you. Appreciate you too, man. Thank you. All right, later. Yo, that's it for our episode today with Sarah. Thank you for listening. Um, there's so much to learn from that episode, and we hope you guys follow along with her journey. She's killing it, and she's going to continue to kill it. So make sure to subscribe to her YouTube channel, follow her on Instagram, all that stuff. This Sunday, we have a really cool interview coming out with Christopher Rhodes, aka YC Imaging. He's a YouTuber with over 240,000 subscribers, and he's had over 21 million total video views on his channel. His channel is really cool. It dives into filmmaking tips and behind the scenes on the music videos he's developing. So we're excited for that one to come out. Um, if you would like to try Epidemic, Black Window Cream got a special code. Use the code BWNC when you're checking out to get a 30-day free trial of the commercial plan and 50% off your first month. Um, the link for that is in the description. Anyways, that's it for today. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. We will see you in a few days, yeah. bitch.